Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading. All right, 2 Corinthians 13, from the New King James Version, the Apostle Paul writing, and here's what he said. This will be the third time I am coming to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. And let me just tell you, I get a kick out of this because that that phrase there, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established, comes from the Old Testament. And for example, if somebody committed a crime and uh, deserved capital punishment, well, God said, you can't just let one person accuse somebody of a crime and then you put them to death. He said, no, no, you have to have at least two or three witnesses that he actually did committed that crime before you can do that. And so Paul is pulling that out, saying, by the mouth of two or three witnesses. But notice, he said, this is the third time I'm coming to you that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word be established. I think it's a little humorous, at least in the natural I do, that Paul said, I came once, I came again, and now I'm going to come a third time so that there be two or three witnesses, but he's the same witness every time. But we have to understand, too, the Holy Spirit is inspiring this. So, in other words, the Holy Spirit was speaking through Paul the first time and then came and spoke some other truths that corroborated, validated, sustained, uh, uh, illustrated, helped them to understand more clearly what he had taught the first time. And he said, now I'm going to come again. I'm not only writing these uh, letters to you, but I'm going to come again. And he said, the third time I come and I'm going to preach these things by the Holy Spirit. In other words, he's saying the Holy Spirit is going to use me as if I'm three different witnesses, but the Holy Spirit's going to use me to bring about the same truths to you so that they'll be established in you. So uh, I wouldn't think that Paul could do this, that he could use that scripture to say that his three comings to the Corinthians would constitute two or three witnesses. But because this is the Holy Spirit writing this, we know that it does. And we know that the only way that it could is the fact that the Holy Spirit is inspiring each of these three to make them three different witnesses. And so, verse 2, I have told you before and foretell as if I were present uh, the second time, and now being absent, I write to those who have sinned before and to all the rest that if I come again, I will not spare. Boy, now he's coming back to, you know, right between the eyes, a confrontation because there are some folks in the Corinthian church, as there are in modern churches today, who persist in sinning. They're living a lifestyle of sin. We're not talking about somebody that slipped, you know, said something they shouldn't have said, then apologized. We're talking about somebody that's living in a lifestyle of sin. And they're condoning it. They're going on. They're not repenting and turning away from that. And so Paul said, I've told you before, and I'm foretelling you, as if I was present the second time, and now being absent, I write to those who have sinned before and to all the rest, that if I come again, I will not spare. I'm not going to hold back. In other words, since you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, who is not weak towards you, but mighty in you? In other words, uh, I'm not weak towards you, but I'm mighty in you. 
So let me read it again. He said, let's see, let me start back in verse 3. Since you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, who is not weak towards you, but mighty in you. For though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. He's saying, listen, Jesus might have been willingly uh, willingly weak on the cross. However, he's not weak anymore. He is the Lord of glory. He is the warrior. He, he's not just the lamb that was slain. He's also the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the glorious Lord who has the name above every names, who has been lifted up, highly exalted by God the Father for his obedience and death on the cross. So he said, Jesus lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God towards you. He said, yeah, we're weak in the flesh. He said, but in Christ, as apostles of Christ, when we come, we're going to come with the power of the Lord Jesus. So don't think we're just going to condone whatever's happening in everybody's life. I'm going to confront that, and I'm going to do it by the authority and power of the glorious Lord Jesus Christ. Examine yourselves, verse 5, as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified, but I trust that you will know that we are not disqualified. Verse 7, now I pray to God that you do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but that you should do what is honorable, though we may esteem, though we may seem disqualified. He said, you may look at our lives and think we're disqualified. He said, but we're not. And he said, uh, and you seeing us as disqualified, you may let the standard down of how you live your own life. He said, but you shouldn't do that. Verse 8, for we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. Paul said, we're glad when we suffer and go through adversity to help you, to bless you, to write letters to you, to come visit you, to disciple you, and you're elevated, you're blessed by that, and you just continue on with your lives receiving this wisdom. He said, but the adversity we had to go through, the sacrifice that we had to go through, he said, well, let me just tell you, he said, I'm happy, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to sacrifice for you and for you to be blessed while we have to go through adversity to help you to be blessed. Paul said, I'm happy to do it. By the way, Paul is showing once again what being a minister is all about, what having the heart of ministry is all about. It's, it's, it's a sacrifice. It's a, it's a, you're praying. You're fighting Satan. You're fighting the devil because the devil ta- attacks ministers of the gospel. And you're fighting the devil to be able to continue to bring that message and bring that word and keep your own life uh, above board to be able to minister to people. And Paul's saying, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to serve you in that way. He goes on to say, and this also we pray, that you may be made complete. Verse 10, therefore, I write these things, being absent, lest being present, I should use sharpness according to the authority which the Lord has given me for edification and not for destruction. He said, I'm writing these things while I'm absent from you. He said, so that when I come, I don't have to be so sharp. He said, uh, Less, he said, because the authority that Christ gave me is not to harm you, to be cutting. The authority that Christ gave me is to build you up and not to destroy you. Verse 11, finally, brethren, farewell. Be complete. Be of good comfort. 
Be of one mind, unity. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion or fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. And so Paul here ends this precious letter uh, that we've walked through now, 13 chapters. Uh, Paul ends these precious letters with just a few uh, closing thoughts and says, hey, be complete. In other words, keep uh, persisting in truth. Uh, be fervent in truth until you're really walking in the whole truth of God. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Stay together. Walk in love and live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. And greet one another with a holy kiss. And he's saying, all the saints that I'm with and see that I'm writing this letter, they're all greeting you. And so Paul, here you see the fatherly side of Paul as an apostle who is giving these closing remarks and, and warming their hearts and letting them know we're all in this together and such. After some very pointed confrontations here, he's warming their hearts and letting them know, hey, I, I love you. And all the brethren that, that are with me, they all love you. We're not against you. We're for you. Look forward to seeing you and so on. And Jesus is with you. And if you walk in his ways, he's going to be right there with you and partner with you and strengthen you and such. And so it's just a beautiful closing of a few uh, comments uh, where the love of a father, a spiritual father, come out. Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman. And thank you to those of you who have partnered with Solid Lives to help get this daily podcast and other resources like it to thousands of people around the world. If you would like to partner with Solid Lives, visit solidlives.com give. To find out more about the ministry of Solid Lives, how you can be a part of this church planting and disciple making movement, or for more great teachings and resources by Jerry, visit solidlives.com. We also want to invite you to check out Jerry's other podcast called The Jerry Dearman Podcast. Here, Jerry shares with us at least weekly from God's Word, challenging us and equipping us to fulfill the amazing plan that God has for our lives. You can find links to this podcast as well as Jerry's YouTube channel online at solidlives.com. Thank you again so much for joining us and we'll see you right here tomorrow as we jump into the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman.